1: And welcome back to Blazing the Trail here on Mato Radio. My name is Miriam Marston, and I look forward to this time with you each week as we take a closer look at how God is moving in people's hearts and in their homes and in communities. I'm so grateful that we have so many ways to share stories of how the Holy Spirit is at work through radio, podcasts, TV, social media. But even before all those platforms were available, we already had a number of ways of recording and sharing these stories. And one key tradition that goes back to the earliest years of the church is spiritual journaling. Because when God does something new in a person's life, we want to unpack that, process it, share it, look back on it. And my guest this week, Claire McGarry, highlights the importance of spiritual journaling. It's something she began a number of years ago, and it eventually turned into blog posts and books. So I thought I'd spend a few moments before the interview to just reflect on this topic of spiritual journaling. This might be a little new to some of you, or it might be something you've done for many years. But let's just consider a few reasons why journaling can be so helpful in the Christian life. First of all, journaling can be a way to capture spiritual insights that you're receiving or hearing along the way. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been a lot of times when I hear some wise words or beautiful prayers or just a really good idea, and if I don't write it down, then it just kind of floats away. So I try to scribble these things down as quickly as possible so I can revisit them later. And writing in a journal can help us start to see patterns in our spiritual life. We get a better sense if God is trying to get our attention maybe a certain way. Or maybe similar concerns or questions are rising to the surface um, during specific seasons in the liturgical year in this way we're also growing in self-knowledge because there's something about seeing it on paper in ink that we come face to face with ourselves in a more real and concrete manner we might finally be able to acknowledge certain anxieties or joys or wounds but as we find the words to try and wrap around the spiritual experiences we've had that can begin to transform our prayer life as we see occasions for giving praise to god or asking for His healing or guidance. Journals also allow us to take a step back and see how things have changed through the years and to see where God has been at work in our lives. Sometimes it's honestly hard to see His movement in the moment, so it's a real treasure to have glimpses of His handiwork, His love, His mercy, and to realize that He's been there all along, directing us forward on the path to holiness. So please enjoy my conversation with Claire as she describes her process of bringing her struggles to God, spending time with His Holy Word and Scripture, and then emerging on the other side with a different perspective. And as usual, I'll be back with a brief reflection after the interview. I'm joined by Claire McGarry, who is a Catholic writer based in New Hampshire. Her latest book is Grace Intention: uh, Discover Peace with Martha and Mary. She and her husband have three children. Claire, it's really lovely to have you on the show today. How are you?
2: I'm doing great, and I'm very grateful for this
1: opportunity. I'm very excited. Thank you, Miriam. Well, Claire, I came across uh, some of your work on social media, and I... I thought it would be really wonderful to share some of your insights with our listeners. So thank you for the time. Um, but before we get to some of that, I'd love to hear how your own life experience might have shaped the spiritual writing that you do today. So walk us through some of that, Claire. How were, how were you kind of shaped um, in that way? Sure. So I was born and raised as a Catholic
2: cradle. Cradle Catholic, sorry. Cradle Catholic. um, After college, I did mission work in Guatemala for three years. Wow! wow. But I, in retrospect, I can see how I was still holding God at an arm's distance because Mm -hmm. I wanted to be in control. Um, I am very independent. I want things my way. I can envision what I want. I'm a go-getter. I try to go get it. And up until motherhood, I was pseudo-successful at that because I have a strong will and I just kept barreling forward. The minute I had kids, I recognized how little I knew about anything and how little control I had over anything. And that's when my spirituality really deepened. That's when I reached out for God to God and made that relationship my own and <clears throat> my foundation. I recognized I couldn't do motherhood without Him. Uh, wow. I still get emotional thinking about it because of, of all the times I tried and failed as a mother w- without leaning on Him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and had some crazy experiences where I could connect the dots so readily of mm-hmm. how I tried to do something without him and it failed. And then mm-hmm. I turned to him and he lifted me back up. Wow. So he has really come through for me in spades. Um, and I stumbled upon during those early years of motherhood when I was struggling, I stumbled upon a book called Heart of My Heart by Kristen Armstrong. And I think it was until opening that devotional, I thought before that, that the Bible was an old antiquated book, had nothing to do with me. Yeah. Um, I presumed it was beautiful because so many people used it and so many people connected with it, but it, it didn't resonate with me. I didn't see how it pertained to me. Yeah. But through Kristen Armstrong's devotions, because they were all about motherhood and that's exactly where I was at, she shed light on how Scripture spoke to her and in turn it spoke to me and so that was an incredible turning point for me with scripture and so it motivated me to carve out that time every morning to spend time in his word and recognize that it is for me in all circumstances wow. and that led to me journaling which led to me blogging which led to me writing and you know door after door opened up and I'm I'm
1: doing as much writing for him as I possibly can. I love it. When did you start writing regularly and having that blog, Claire? I think that was 2012. Okay, um, okay. and it really has
2: impacted me. And in a way, it's just my journal entries on my blog, and it's my going from the problem, going from the struggle to lifting it up to his word, and him shifting my perspective, that's the name of my blog, shiftingmyperspective.com. He always shows me a new way of looking at it. And sometimes a problem isn't a problem anymore, when you just look at it differently. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it still is a problem, but that's when he steps in and shows me how I can change or what I can do to change the situation so that it is no longer a problem Mm -hmm. to come
1: out on the other side. As you've been growing in your love of scripture and seeing your life differently through that lens, are there passages from scripture, Claire, that you find yourself turning to over and over again? Oh, boy, absolutely. And where do I start?
2: (laughs) Um, So the biggest one that has impacted me um, is that passage in Luke 10, 38 to 42 when Jesus comes to the home of Martha and Mary for dinner and the two sisters make different choices and Mary chooses to sit at the feet of Jesus and Martha chooses to serve. Mm -hmm. And I am a Martha through and through. And so that one always resonated with me. It, I always sided with her. I always Mm -hmm. championed her I, she was my hero. She's a mover and a shaker. Without the Marthas of the world, we wouldn't get anything done. But I've since grown to understand how important it is to balance the Martha and Mary within. That all the doing for him doesn't achieve all we're supposed to be. We're also supposed to be with him. And it's in that being with him, listening to him, that we really round ourselves out and we really uh, plug into him, get refueled and rejuvenated
1: and can move forward in being who he's calling us each to be. Yeah. And Claire, it sounds like that really was the focus of this latest book, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the entire so, thing. <laughs> yeah, would you be able to tease out for our listeners a few of the themes, a, a few of the takeaways from this book and um and also I I'd love because I don't want to forget where would listeners learn more about your writing and particularly this book too. I think you mentioned your website. Could you say it again?
2: Of course, it's called shiftingmyperspective.com. So on there, you'll find everything. You'll find my weekly blog posts. You'll find links to my books and Lenten devotionals. Um, You'll find a link to events. I do go around to local churches and speak about it. Mm -hmm. I do meet with book clubs, um, whether in person or virtually. So anyone clear across the country, if they want to read it as a group, I'm happy to zoom in when you gather to discuss it. Um, But so thank you. Thank you for Mm -hmm. letting me repeat that. But the main theme of the book is that God doesn't give us our stress intention, that we're pretty good at creating that ourselves with, right? With how we treat each other, how we treat our planet, and oftentimes how we treat ourselves. But He does show up in the midst of it to lead us through. Mm-hmm. So I use the struggles that I see Martha and Mary face in that scripture passage. And then I relate them to the stressors and tension we face in our own lives, defining priorities, asking for help, mm-hmm. um, drawing healthy boundaries, mm-hmm. Um honoring self-care, those types of things. Um, And most importantly, I end each chapter with a prayer, hoping that I'm drawing people to the feet of Jesus because it's there that we really uh, are led through the entire process of what it takes to go from that stress and tension to work through it and come out the other side. Mm -hmm. And so then I end after the prayer, I have questions for reflection in what I call the gift format. Mm -hmm. And when I say gift, I'm using it as an acronym, Mm G-I-F-T. So while writing the book, I discovered that when I go to God with my problems, there's a concrete step-by-step process that he leads me through Mm -hmm. that actually spells the word gift itself. Mm -hmm. So the first letter G stands for gauge, to gauge, identify, or name the tension that I'm feeling. Because far too often, we tend to label the symptoms and not the root cause. And you can never solve a problem if you can't name it properly. So when we're at the feet of Jesus in prayer with him, he helps us find what the real root problem is so we can gauge it and name it. So then we move on to the I for invite. I believe that if our stress and tension isn't going to put us in mortal or spiritual danger, that God asks us to invite it in, to sit with it, to look it squarely in the eye, rather than running away from it. Because when we do, it picks up steam and it overwhelms us. But if we can sit and face it, we loosen our hold over it. And then it loosens its hold over us. Yeah. And when our emotions fall away, that's when we can get to that F for filter and look mm-hmm. through the filter of God's loving eyes, because he always sees the good in any problem, no matter how big, how small. And when we can look at things through God's loving eyes, we too see that good. We see that grace. And that's what inspires us to move on to that T for transform, mm-hmm. which is doing whatever he inspires us to do that's going to change how we're either acting in the situation or how we're responding. And oftentimes, it's just tiny little changes. He doesn't ask us to do these monumental shifts. He just challenges us right where we're at. And he also takes our hand in journeys with us so that we implement that change and the stress and tension goes away. So G-I-F-T,
1: gauge, invite, filter, transform. Oh, thanks for that. Uh, for those who are just tuning in, I am speaking with Claire McGarry, who is a Catholic writer based in New Hampshire. And Claire, you were just describing this acronym, GIFT, uh, from your latest book. Um, Claire, I'm wondering if it's possible to like give an example of what this might have looked like in your own life sort of how God moved you through a situation of tension or a challenge. Uh, would that would that be possible? Sure, sure. Um,
2: my journal is filled with gift en- entry after gift entry, awesome. because sadly, there's always a problem when you solve one, there's another one knocking at the door. Yeah. Um, but the interesting one was, within that scripture passage itself for me, because Mm. whenever I read it through the years, I always got really aggravated. Mm. And I, one morning especially, was getting really, really worked up about how it felt like an injustice to Martha, that she's labeled as the bad sister and Mary is the good sister. And as I was getting worked up, I felt God ask me, why? Hmm. And when I sat and thought about that, I realized it's because I wanted to defend Martha, because I wanted to defend my own Martha tendencies. Hmm. I get aggravated when I'm left to do all the work by myself. So I relate with her. So Hmm. God helped me recognize I was feeling frustrated. Hmm. Then he asked me, he invited me to sit with him and invite that frustration in. Mm -hmm. And when I did, and when I really faced it, and when I really thought about it, I found the frustration just fall away. It didn't have a hold over me anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's when he could show me how he saw it through the filter of his loving eyes. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And I recognized I was missing the whole point of the, the scripture passage. I was missing out on the point that Martha was about to miss out on time with Jesus in her very own living room yeah. because of her choice to do so much. And then that mirror had to be held up to me to recognize what I miss out on because of my choice to do so much. I like I miss going out with my husband and having date night strengthening our bond and playing games with my kids and having fun and creating great memories with them and miss out with going out with my girlfriends and connecting with them. And so once I could see all that through his eyes, that's when I felt him prompt me with all these different ways where I could restructure my life so that I was focusing on the true priorities. Mm. And it was transformative. I mean, it is a, it's, it's an ebb and flow. I mean, sure. I'm, I'm prone to still fall into those same traps of overdoing it, taking on too much and not prioritizing correctly. But when that happens, then I start feeling that tension and I recognize, oop, that's him pulling me back to center. That's him helping me align my head with my heart get my priorities straight, um, trim back the extras, defer some things to another time, and really focus on what matters and what he's calling me to.
1: You know, Claire, I'm thinking of perhaps the, you know, you, you spoke a lot about the experience of motherhood and how transformative that was for you. And what you're describing here, the experience of, um, like the the gauging, the inviting, the the filtering, the transformation, all of that does take time. <laughs> and i I'm thinking of a lot of friends of mine who are mothers with young children. And time is a precious commodity. so i'm I'm just wondering what your suggestion might be for those who love what you're talking about and are wondering how to carve out the space and the time in a busy day. What might you respond to that um, to encourage them? Well, first of all, I would say I was there
2: and I fell into all the traps all the time. And that's what sort of brought me to my knees. And that's what had me going to God asking for help. Mm -hmm. I think if there are listeners out there in that situation and they are true Martha's, I think it, I, I hope I'm giving them permission to not have to do it all and not have to do it all perfectly. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the biggest trap that I faced. I wanted to do it all, despite people telling me, you know, these years go so quickly. You don't want to waste any time. Mm -hmm. They really do go quickly. Mm -hmm. And because they go quickly, there is time on the other end to pick up all those balls Mm-hmm. that you had to place down, not drop down, drop them down. This isn't a, a challenge to juggle. It's a challenge to say, in this season of your life, just like the leaves have to drop off the tree for the tree to make it through the winter, right? Otherwise, the, the snow sticks to those leaves and the weight is too much and the tree topples. What can you lay down for this season that you're in that will be there for you to pick up later. You know, spring is around the corner. Your corner may not be in a month or two. Your spring may come a couple of years from now when your kids go to preschool or they move on to the next phase. But spring always comes and there will be time later. So it's a it's a stepping away. I highly encourage women and moms to, whether they have to beg their husbands, do babysit swaps with friends, um, cash in favors with anyone. It takes that getting away from our lives and getting some distance to be able to see clearly, okay, what, what can wait, yeah. what can be deferred or what doesn't have to be done at all? Cause it's that quest to do it all. That's what causes us to burn out. And then there's no self-care. There's no Sabbath. There's no rejuvenation. And then when that happens, even the good moments lose their shine because we don't even have the energy to be present to them. And I say all this because I lived it. <laughs> right, right. I fell into the traps and I didn't defer things. I I tried to do it all and I crashed and burned. Um, So I've had to learn the hard way. And some of us have to, right? Some of us don't take words of wisdom, no matter who offers them. We have to learn it the hard way. Um, but from this side, mm-hmm. those are the words of wisdom I would give.
1: Well, Claire, thank you for taking note of those lessons because it allowed you to then share it with others. So, thank you for that. Well, I've really enjoyed our time together today. Uh, thank you so much for all you're doing uh, to help just build up the kingdom. God bless you, Claire, and take care. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Since much of my conversation with Claire revolved around the story of Martha and Mary, it seemed only right to ponder on that passage as we come to the end of our time together this week. So here is the passage from the Gospel of Luke. As they continued their journey, he entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary, who sat beside the Lord at His feet, listening to Him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. So a lot has been written on this short passage from Luke, but I found the following words from Bishop Barron's book, The Strangest Way, Walking the Christian Path. He actually wrote it many years before becoming a bishop, Um, but this is what he writes. The familiar story of the conflict between Martha and Mary has often been interpreted as an account of the play between the active and contemplative life, Jesus signaling his preference for the latter over the former. But I don't think that reading gets to the heart of it. It is rather a narrative concerning the spiritual problem of the one and the many. Martha complains that her sister is not helping her with the numerous and time-consuming tasks of hospitality and tells Jesus to do something about it. The Lord responds, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Martha's problem is not that she is busy or that she is engaging in the active life. Her problem is that she is uncentered. Her mind quite obviously is divided, drifting from this concern to that, from one anxiety to another. There are many things that preoccupy her. What Mary has chosen is not so much the contemplative life, but the focused life. Again, that's from Bishop Barron. And by the way, he was actually installed as Bishop of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester in 2022 on the feast day of Saints Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Just an interesting piece of trivia. Um, But I remember that I used to read those words of Jesus where he kind of calls Martha out. Um, I used to read them in a tone that seemed frustrated or maybe a little impatient. But now I hear them very differently in a tone of tenderness and invitation Because I know that it is no small thing when the Lord speaks our name, because every time He uses our name, He is calling us back to who we truly are. And here, He uses Martha's name twice. So He's really trying to bring her back to her deepest identity, which is to be found in relationship with Him, in conversation with Him, in spending time with Him, in staying focused on Him. So I hope that this week, maybe you can place yourself in this scripture story and imagine hearing the Lord's voice calling your name, not just once, but a couple of times, as He tries to bring you back to the center, back to the one who is perfect love and who loves you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, my name is Miriam Marston, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue to blaze a trail of faith here in the Pacific Northwest. Until then, stay well and stay close to Christ. God bless you all.
0: You've been listening to Blazing the Trail, a weekly show dedicated to the church's mission of evangelization. For more information on Miriam Marston and her work, plus an archive of our past shows, visit us online at matradayradio.com or download the Hail Mary Media app. Blazing the Trail is produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MotterdayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.